0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. what you think? think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Live. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Live hey, welcome to Vikings Ventline Video Streaming Edition here. I am Phil Mackey, that is Danny Cunningham to my right, and A.J. Fredrickson is going to be sifting through questions and comments here for the next, I don't know, 30, 45, 60 minutes. My guess is, Danny, mm-hmm. so you and Judd did this show after the Bears lost last week. Yes, we did. I guess that the venom and or the, just the, the strength in opinions and... Uh, and the turnout here is going to be a little bit different than last time around. Yeah, you know,
1: I don't think there are going to be people that are begging us to stay on after like an hour and a half, like last mm-hmm. week, because there were just so many takes that needed to be put across. I think that this week it's going to be a little a little calmer. Yes. In
0: in Vikings Land. So, all right, before uh, AJ, you 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 kind of hunt for some questions and some things we can we can touch on here, but let me set my uh, set my tweet deck up here so I can see the the. The menu of afternoon games, which includes two, only two games this afternoon. Yeah, we,
1: we, and that means we have quite a quite a witching hour going on right now. There is a lot of football wrapping up.
0: Yeah, well, so we'll keep an eye on it here for the live audience, but let's just start here. This was exactly, Danny, what the Vikings had to do yes. to get back on track. I went so far as saying all week long, if just based on how tough the NFC is, the Rams are legit, the Seahawks look legit. The Packers are legit. The Bears are legit. I mean, that's just two of the divisions. We keep going. like Saints, legit. If you lost this game today, I think your season was over. Yeah. Um, this is the start of a four-game stretch that has a lot of winnable games in it. If you include a home game against Philadelphia, that's a tough matchup, but it's a home game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Washington on the horizon. I uh, Detroit, again, road game, not a gimme, uh, but... This is probably your easiest four-game stretch of the rest of the season. Yeah, and it's
1: not even all that easy.
0: It's It's not, no, because two road games for one, and then obviously um, that game against Washington for many different reasons could be interesting for Kirk Cousins. It's a Thursday night game. It's prime time. But my main takeaway is after all the drama from the week, Stefan Diggs getting fined $200,000, not showing up to mandatory meetings and practices, and your quarterback – apologizing to your uh, one of your star wide receivers, Adam Thielen, for not getting in the ball. You checked all the boxes you had to check this week. Get Adam Thielen the ball. Make sure he's happy. Get Stefan Diggs the ball a couple times. Make sure he's happy.
1: Could have got him the ball a little bit more. He had three <laughs> catches, 44 yards. So that, that That's kind of one of those things where now he can't really be that upset because they won and the offense looked better, but he wasn't part of it. He, can't, he doesn't feel like he's indispensable today.
0: Yeah, but I, I would hope that a team win and the passing game being as good as it was, I would hope that it's no longer, at least for one week, about Stefan Diggs. But yeah. I guess we'll find out. We, we certainly will find that out. So it's it feels a little bit like the Oakland game in some ways in that you didn't learn a ton about this team. They did what they had to do today, and Kirk Cousins did what he had to and should have done today. But there are still a lot of tests on the horizon. So
1: I think this kind of did the same thing. Like you said, the Oakland game, what it did for me. I didn't learn anything, but it confirmed things for me. Like today, confirmed. Delvin Cook's still really good. Mm -hmm. This offense can still do some good things. The defense, still really, really good. Yeah. But did I learn anything about this team? No. Like I still the questions that I had before still exist. I, I don't know if Kirk Cousins can get it done in a big spot because this was far from a big spot. So that question's still going to exist. Now, luckily for the Vikings, it looks like they're getting a little bit of help elsewhere as it looks like Chicago is about to lose to Oakland. And you've got to I think root for Dallas to be Green Bay to keep the division race. I guess a bit more of a race for you if you're the Vikings and the Lions are off this week. So you could pick up a game in the division if things fall your way and, and they halfway have at
0: least. Yeah. Chicago losing to Oakland is such a gift that falls into your lap here if you're the Vikings. That's yeah. just a game. That's a game that you have to hold serve on if you're the Bears. The Vikings mm-hmm. held serve on it. Um, it's just a game that you have to hold serve on. Uh, AJ has been kind of combing through our comment section, so you guys, if whether you're watching this on Twitch or or uh, Twitter or Facebook, send us in your comments and send us in your opinions, and we'll read them on the show here. So let's let's start with a couple here.
2: Yeah, first one is Raiders didn't look too great about uh, against the Vikings, but they're looking really good against the Bears. Like you said, they're probably going to pick up a win. How do you evaluate uh, maybe how the Vikings have grown since that Raiders matchup to where the Raiders are now beating? the team that the Vikings lost to just last week? I don't know that the Vikings have necessarily grown. I think maybe the Raiders have grown a little bit, and I think the Raiders are also not quite as
1: bad as we anticipated them being. The Vikings beat them up at, at the the type their own type of game, and the Bears just don't have the offense, I don't think, to be able to do that. I think that the the Vikings' offense is better than the Bears' offense. And that's even with Chase Daniel, who's an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky in the game, the Vikings are more able to impose their will offensively than the Bears. And I think that that's why we're seeing Oakland trying to put the,
0: the finishing touches on a 24-21 to 21 win over Chicago as we speak. Um, I mean, I'm not – I think this game for the Bears was just – it had – Trap games are so cliche, but I mean, this was all the ingredients, right? Well, and travel.
1: Yeah, not just travel, traveling to London. they tra- the, the Raiders went there early in the week. The Bears didn't go to London until
0: Friday. Yeah. And I'm
1: curious how much that plays into this
0: recipe. Also, I mean, think about it. the Bears just had this huge emotional win over the Vikings, uh, a complete defensive domination. And, you know, it's human nature. You gear up for that game against Minnesota, mm-hmm. and you look ahead, and all right, it's a it's London, it's the Raiders, everything's different. Um, it's a it's sort of a touristy trip for you. Yeah, but I, I I'm not going to say that just because the Bears slipped up against the Raiders that the Raiders are now better than well maybe that was a better win for the it was no the Raiders are not a playoff team the Raiders are not very good and they beat the Bears I still think the Bears are a notch above the Vikings in this division until the Vikings prove otherwise mm-hmm. and they're going to get another shot much, much later in the season. We'll yeah. see if that game is still relevant.
1: And same for the Packers, too. Whether the Packers win or lose today to Dallas, it, they are still a notch above the Vikings because of what they did at Lambeau Field.
0: Yeah. What else you got over there, AJ?
2: Um, just flat out from PJ on Facebook, just what's the deal with Xavier Rhodes? He uh, He's, he's looking, not as
0: good as he used to be. Yeah, he's cooked, he's man. not. He's kind of cooked. I mean, and I'm not going to say cooked yet, but... He's cooking. Man, like you just – that's a position. He's in the oven. <laughs> he's, he's, he's at – what What temperature is he at right now? He's at he's he's like a,
1: 175 he's, degrees? He's like medium rare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not going to say he's cooked, but I will agree with – him probably having peaked a couple years ago. His best days are behind him, at the very least.
1: Yeah, and there's there's no question about that. And that's oh, a position. Official. The Raiders just yes, beat the Bears. Khalil Mack uh, took the loss today. The cornerback positions, the position where you're going to age the quickest. I mean, how often do we see guys at that spot be able to hang forever? Like it just it doesn't happen because, especially in today's day and age, where receivers and, and who you're having to cover are just quicker than they've ever been. You know, it's hard to grow old and continue to be able to keep up there.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, there. I, I kind of compare cornerback in the NFL and center field in baseball because your main skill set that keeps you at that position sure. is speed, right? Yeah. Now, for, for a wide receiver, speed is important, but if you're a precise route runner and you have hands, you can stay around for two it's or three years after your speed's speed speed
1: isn't the end all be all
0: right but if you're a cornerback and you're and your job is to stay up with wide receivers that are running routes down the sidelines and you're i mean it's a reactive position by nature yep um i and i don't remember where i saw this study but speed peaks earlier than most people think mm-hmm. now now your athletic prime might be late 20s or 29 30 years old just in terms of putting everything together and strength and everything but Straight line speed starts to decline at twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, You're not as fast at 27, 28, 29 as you are when, usually when you're 22 or 23 years old.
1: And that's the reasoning for Xavier Rhodes not being what Xavier Rhodes once was.
2: And with that, I'm patrolling Twitter during the game. I saw a lot of people saying, let's give Rhodes and maybe a draft pick. To the Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey, do you think that's even an option that's on the table? How much would you have to give up with Xavier Rhodes to get a premier corner like Jalen Ramsey?
1: I think that you would have to give up at least two picks to make that happen, and even then I'm not sure. I think that the Jaguars would rather have Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes or Trey Waynes, because those guys are still pointing upwards in a a way that Xavier Rhodes certainly isn't.
0: And see, I, I think there's two separate conversations here. There's what would the Jaguars want for Jalen Ramsey, and there's what makes sense if you're the Vikings. If you're going to trade for Jalen Ramsey, you're doing it because you think you can win a Super Bowl right now in the mm-hmm. next year or two. Well, I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to give away a piece that can help me win the Super Bowl now for Jalen Ramsey. I'd rather give up draft picks for Jalen Ramsey. Sure, if that's the path I'm going to go down. Yeah. So, and I, if I'm, if if you're the Jaguars, outside of having to make it work for. You know, salary reasons, if the Vikings have to get rid of Xavier Rhodes to make room for Jalen Ramsey, why would the Jaguars want Xavier Rhodes? I they guess wouldn't. is what my question is. What, they, they they'd rather have, have Mike Hughes. Yeah. But if I'm the Vikings, Waynes. But I'm not trading Mike Hughes or Trey Waynes if I think that... I guess, you know what, I guess I, I would keep Mike Hughes and trade Trey Waynes if it came down to you have to trade one of those guys in a deal for Jalen Ramsey. I think
1: that's where I'm at, too. I think that I, I think that that would be my preferred avenue if I'm the Vikings.
0: But if you could trade a draft pick instead, th- but this is the other thing too. It's
1: going to have to be both, actually.
0: Does Jalen Ramsey help you actually get to Super Bowl level this year? I don't think so. I'm it, it hedging. Gets, it I'm gets hedging. You close.
1: I, the only thing I think that is a guarantee to get help you get to Super Bowl what level is someone else calling the signals. And Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere. That's, that's the what. Thing. That's what every conversation comes back to
0: with this team. <laughs> All of them. It does, and and let's well let's let's have it right now. I mean, Kirk Cousins today. So we're doing this. Huh? Was <laughs> he was awesome, Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins. I'm going to just pull up the numbers here because this is this is the type of performance that we have seen at times last year. Uh, he was 22 of 27, 306 yards. Almost all of that in the first half. By the way, he barely threw the ball in the second half. They mm-hmm. ran the ball in the second half because they had a two touchdown lead. Uh, two touchdowns, 11 yards per attempt, a 138.6 passer rating. He got sacked a couple of times. Uh, you could blame it on the offensive line. I thought he held on the ball too long. But like for the most part, he was magnificent today. But here's the yeah but. It's a noon game. It's against a bad team for the most part. And he shouldn't have to apologize. I'm not saying he should apologize for it. It's a good performance. But I think what we've been waiting to see, not only for the last year and a half, also going back to Washington, you look at the upcoming schedule. All right, what are the next opportunities for Kirk to prove to us that he has reached a new level. And I would say home against Philadelphia, that's a winning opponent. You could put that game on the list. Mm -hmm. But the ones I'm really circling are a Thursday night primetime game against his old team, Washington, and the Vikings are better than Washington. It's a home game, but it's primetime. It's the type of situation that Kirk might just get a little bit in his head. I would say at Kansas city and at Dallas, you have three games in a row starting on October 24th that are very much going to tell you everything you need to know about Kirk cousins and where this Vikings team is at, but you got to hold, you got to hold serve in the three games leading up to those three games to date is nothing
1: for me for Kirk cousins. As far as that goes, nothing for me. I, I mean, yeah, Kirk had really good numbers and, and looked good at times, but you know what? The giants are the fourth worst passing defense in football. If you go by yards per attempt, it's Miami, Baltimore, Cincinnati, the Giants. You should be able to light that team up. You should have a good game against that team. If if you can't, you can't be a quarterback in the NFL that's starting caliber if you don't have a good game against the Giants. Do it against a good team, and then we can talk. But, like, today I learned nothing. And, yeah, waiting for that three-game stretch, I think that that stretch really is a five-game stretch that starts next week for me. I think Philadelphia is a, a very good opponent. The Lions on the road. Not yeah. going to be an easy thing to do, despite what we might have thought it would have been earlier
0: this year. Yeah, they're they're uh, Matt Patricia is like rallying the troops. You see yeah. some of the post game yeah. sessions they have yeah. too, and locker room uh, footage.
1: And then prime time always a question mark with him. And then at Kansas City at Dallas, it, those are not easy games. So do it then, and we can talk. So, but these next five weeks are going to be really difficult, I think, for Kirk.
2: And then. 300 yards, I think, is a respectable number for a quarterback. When do you guys think the last time that Kirk Cousins, before today, threw for 300 plus yards in a game?
1: Week 11 last year.
2: Okay, you cheated. <laughs> Against the Packers. You cheated. <laughs> I didn't mean cheat. How did I cheat? Before before we hopped on here, because you told should, me. Well, that was more, okay. You're supposed to play along. Anyways, Josh, uh, Josh, Brandon, and Joseph all on Facebook watching right now. Uh, they think the tight ends need to get more involved. How much more, if any, do you think uh, Herb Smith and Kyle Rudolph need to get involved in the offense? I
0: mean, I'm I'm good on Kyle Rudolph. I mean, Kyle Rudolph is a possession receiving tight end. If it's third and five and he can you know sit down in the middle and catch a pass, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not complaining about the Vikings offense today because they did they did what they had to do and no, they got complain. the ball to Thielen and Diggs. Complain. But Irv Smith Jr. had no targets today. If, if anyone needs to get more involved, Irv Smith is a machine. I mean, that guy is a cyborg. <laughs> and you watched like, – every time that guy catches a pass, and it's only been a handful – in open space and starts running, it's like, whoa, okay. That's that's way different than anything we've seen from the tight end spot in my lifetime watching the Vikings.
1: I think at this point it's inexcusable for Irv Smith to not have a target in a game like this. I, I think that you have to not force feed him the ball, but you have to include him in, in your passing game, and they just quite frankly didn't today.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah, you know, there's this is what's crazy about the Vikings offense. They have if you start to rank viable weapons on the Minnesota Vikings compared to other teams skill position players. I mean, it's like a top 5 group of skill position players with Dalvin Cook is a top 3 running back, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, and then whatever Irv Smith Jr becomes. Sure. So there are going to be games where you're just not going to find you know someone's going to have to draw the short end of the stick and when you're up by two touchdowns in the second half, you know, that's that's how you're going to get to 34 rushes in this game. Yeah. Um, it was a pass happy attack in the first half. But I'm with you. I, I just don't think, I don't think you can say inexcusable in a game that you dominated like this. But in general, that guy's got to be targeted three or four times.
1: I mean, when, when Cousins drops back to pass 30 times and none of them had to, to Irv Smith... I I think inexcusable is okay.
0: I think you might have to apologize to Irv Smith on a podcast.
1: I don't think Irv Smith has you the sit juice. Him down? He doesn't have the juice yet to warrant an apology. I think Kyle Rudolph <laughs> is in line for an apology this week. Only having <laughs> one reception, I think that.
0: Oh, CJ Ham was targeted once and it was negative one. I that's an apology. Steph, just, make you got to make sure. Stephon Diggs happened. might
1: want an apology. He was only targeted four times today. I, he got fine. He didn't get to, fined two hundred thousand dollars for four targets.
0: That's a that's a really expensive temper tantrum. Yeah. Two hundred thousand dollars. Do you think if you would have think asked about Stefan how Diggs, much money that is, I I can't really fathom. It's a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, Stefan Diggs. If you would have asked him on Monday, hey, I know you're mad and you're planning on sitting out for a couple of days here, and you're not going to go to these meetings because you want to prove a point and maybe even demand a trade behind the scenes. If you would have asked him, and he makes he's making what fourteen million dollars this year, mm-hmm. this is going to cost you two hundred thousand dollars. Do you think he would have gone to a meeting on Wednesday? Yeah. Do you think he shows up to like even just like a, just one meeting? You know,
1: he might. Yeah. Just like
0: go to practice for a couple minutes and go punt a football, like Brandon Marshall did that one time. Yeah, like, it just was to great. reduce the fine. <laughs> it's a um, lot of money. I couldn't fathom getting fined then. I could not fathom two hundred thousand um, dollars. That's a that's a team imposed fine, by the way. Do we know where that number came from? like why uh, why is not. it $200,000? We do not. I'm
1: guessing that it has to be it has to be regarded as conduct detrimental to the team for it to be a figure that high now. And Stefan Diggs
0: he, is like, "You know what's detrimental to the team? Kirk Cousins' performance against the Bears."
1: Yeah, I mean, he That's wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> but I also think that they well, Ian Rappaport reported today that they're not voiding his guaranteed money and they could have Oh really? Yeah, Ian report reported that this morning that they're not voiding the $40 million the Diggs has guaranteed.
0: To so, what would have caused them to be able to void conduct the, conduct detrimental to
1: the team? It's what so, we saw with Antonio Brown. It's how the Raiders voided his was said, "Alright, this this whole episode has been conduct detrimental to the team." I mean, it, it's that feels what like happened. A really
0: subjective. It's very thing. subjective. So, just to go down this path. So, $40 million in guaranteed money. Mhm. Could be completely voided. I mean, based on a subjective. He could still earn it,
1: but it wouldn't be guaranteed. I I believe that's how it would work.
0: I want to know. I'm sure there's an answer to this, but is it written out in the language of the contract? Yeah. Ian Rappaport, if you're hanging out watching Score North Vikings Vent line right now, I see you on there. (laughs) Um, But, like, is that in the language of the contract? Hey, man, if you. Because it can't just be. If I'm Stefan Diggs' agent, it can't just be conduct detrimental to the team as the team perceives it, Otherwise, if he performs poorly, they could be like, "Well, I mean, uh, you're not practicing hard, that's conduct yeah. detrimental to the team, and so we can void your contract. I, no? I think
1: that it, it has to you have to be able, it, if you're a team that's going to do it, it's going to have to be something that like you could hold up in, in court like, it has like he skipped to be, a meeting or skipped practice Well, or, he said he was
0: sick <clears throat> He said he, he said he had the sniffles on like Tuesday. <laughs> Phil, I've been sick all Jalen Ramsey minute. and Stephon Diggs. Oh yeah. man, flu, just make, flu make season. that swap. I don't know. What <laughs> to There's do. your trade.
1: BC Johnson had a good
0: day today. Would you trade Stephon Diggs for Jalen Ramsey right now? <sighs> I think I would. Man, if okay, if I knew that Stephon Diggs, if 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 the relationship is beyond long-term repair, I would do it too. Well, but also, I think Stephon Diggs goes somewhere else. Jacksonville wouldn't be. Well, Gardner Minshew would find him. But like he's he's an Gardner amazing nice. receiver that hasn't put up the numbers that he probably would somewhere else.
1: I think that Stephon Diggs is a number one NFL wide receiver, which is hard to find. Yeah, I agree. But I think that Jalen Ramsey is one of the two or three best players at, one, at a far more important position. And that's where he is a, a lockdown corner in a league that just does not have lockdown corners. And it's a... It is – you can make an argument that corner is the second most important position behind quarterback in today's NFL.
0: I'd like to uh, – let's keep an eye on – just to pose it to uh, – for those of you watching this right now, would you trade a, a malcontent Stefan Diggs straight up for Jalen Ramsey? For a, a malcontent Jalen Ramsey. Right. And and B, would that help the Vikings? Now, obviously, you'd be taking away one of your key offensive weapons, but maybe that means you get Irv Smith Jr. more involved. I don't know. Busy Johnson looked fine today. Not Stefan Diggs fine. Um, would Jalen Ramsey elevate your defense from like a like the fifth best defense? I think they were sixth best in yards per play allowed coming into them. So they're like the like fifth or sixth best defense to the best. Would it elevate you on the Bears level defensively? And you know, I think it, I think it elevates you. Um, I don't know if it elevates you to the point that your defense would have to be to carry a team to the Super Bowl. But it's oh.
1: the closest thing that it could. It's the move that could get you closest, I, I do think. Yeah. I truly believe that it's the move that could get you closest to being a championship mm-hmm. contender.
0: Uh, by the way, if you're just jumping in, I'm Phil Mackey. That's Danny Cunningham. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Mackey. Uh, he is at Real D. Cunningham there you go, on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter
1: change me to at Danny Cunningham, unfortunately. We've been working
0: on that, by the way. Really? I just want you to know that we have been working on have that. Have you been? And they have, uh, so far, stiff-armed us like Delvin Cook did to the Giants defense. That's all
1: annoying. I, w- I would much like to just be Danny Cunningham on Twitter. The account is suspended. It's been suspended for
0: two years. If, no one uses if it. If Danny Cunningham is watching this at Danny Cunningham on Twitter please just give your I'm going to I'm going to try and change it right now and get denied. Uh AJ what else what else are people saying right now in the comments?
2: Um well immediately we're going to it's like a 50-50 coin flip for the Diggs for Ramsey trade. Okay. Um some people are saying yes, do it right now. We need the defense, which personally I don't agree with. Um but other people are saying, you know, keep Diggs. Right look at Larry Fitzgerald, wide receivers last way longer than a premier cornerback. so uh, there's that, but uh, the one thing I'm going to pose to you guys is maybe some hot seat between Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer. Obviously, past couple weeks, people have been being rarely really criti- uh, criticizing and just harsh towards decisions and whatnot. And obviously, with Kirk Cousins coming in, uh, do you think this game cools that hot seat a little bit or no?
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, any win at this point is is going to cool any dis- any, any immediate discussion about people losing their jobs, but. This is there's a lot of chips on the table for the Vikings this season. And there's a lot of chips on the Kirk Cousins table here. So there's just a really interesting tug of war. And there's a lot of, I, I guess I'll, I'll frame it up this way. This is the most work Mike Zimmer has had to do in his career as Vikings coach in terms of being a leader and managing egos and people. You know, you can no longer just be a defensive coordinator who sort of defers the offensive stuff to Norv Turner and to to Gary Kubiak. Now, when you've got a wide receiver potentially demanding a trade over here and you got Adam Thielen um, and Kirk cousins, not on the same page over there, you know, this is where leadership comes into play. And um, one of the Vikings, I think it might've been Linval Joseph posted on his Instagram before the game that, you know, true winners, don't just make excuses for the current circumstances. Yeah, They seek solutions, and they seek adjustments. And for one week, the Vikings, they seeked out the adjustments they had to. Uh, they threw the ball for 300-plus yards, and they dominated a team that should have been dominated today.
1: As far as being on the hot seat goes, I, I don't think that that's changed. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, they're gone. If this team doesn't win a playoff game, they might be gone. And yeah, they're three and two now and they, they got to win today and everything looks good, but I don't feel more confident about those two goals being accomplished. I still think that it's possible that both those guys are gone and we're talking about a new regime and and maybe a teardown in Minnesota after this season.
0: Yeah, this is, um, I I need to see a lot more this season before I, because I, I don't think Mike Zimmer should be on an immediate hot seat right now. I think, you got to be really careful in the NFL about firing coaches whose worst season is seven and nine. There's a lot of train wreckery in the NFL. There's a lot of three and thirteen uh, dumpster fire situations. A lot of four and twelves. And, and the the Vikings have have been their own worst enemy a lot throughout the years. And the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. But you know what? This is what I'll give the Vikings. Whether it's Mike Zimmer or before him, um, going back, I mean Leslie Frazier had a train wreck season. But you know the Vikings have only had about. Five or six in fifty-plus years, train wreck seasons, and not to pour salt in your own. Like you grew up in Cleveland, you are a lifelong oh, Browns my, fan. My right? team's in first place, Phil. And the, like the like the, the think about this: if you're a Vikings fan and you're you know, fire Mike Zimmer if they don't do this or that, you could be a Browns fan for 25 years and have four and 12. Every single year or worse, you can yeah. have one in 15s and oh, but 15, at, right? at the
1: same time, being in the middle is not always the best thing. And if at, after this season, it might be a realization that, okay, Zimmer's kept us in the middle. He's gotten us close, but Zimmer's not going to win a Super Bowl here. And at that point you have to reevaluate because ultimately that's all you're playing for. You're not playing to go 10 and six and lose in the playoffs. You're not playing to go, oh, well, worst case, we're going to win seven games and be mildly competitive. Your goal as an organization is to win the Super Bowl. So and let me ask you if this. If you realize
0: that Mike Zimmer is not going to win the Super Bowl, it might be time to cut ties. But, but let me ask you this. Let's say you took everything that is the Vikings right now except if 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 like cuz you and I are on the same page with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is who he is. He's you know his record in primetime speaks for itself. His record against winning teams is 5 and 27 in his career. And I get that there's other components that go along with that to make up the win-loss record. But like Kirk Cousins is the common denominator in his career for a lot of bad things against teams that you need to be beating if you want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, If you took the other 52 guys on this roster and the offensive scheme and everything that goes into it, and you put a better quarterback on top of it, how would you feel about the Vikings? Because I would say that they're, actually, that they're Super Bowl contenders.
1: I mean, it's the most important position in sports, so I would say that they're certainly close to being Super Bowl contenders. If they're not, depending on just how good that better quarterback than Kirk so, Cousins is, but I, I also think that maybe this isn't the best day and age in the NFL to have a defensive-oriented head coach or a head coach that, quite frankly, hates offense. Like I think that that could be looked at
0: as a mistake. And and the way I look at it, and I, and and you might be right about that. And even so, like Mike Zimmer has, Mike Zimmer is one of the best defensive minds. He's been able to adjust over the years. Mm -hmm. But if you were to put a legitimate top 10 quarterback on this team with this roster and this defense, it feels a lot like the 2008 into 2009 Vikings where they had the best run-stopping defense. They had Percy Harvin. They had Adrian Peterson. They had all these weapons. They had an offensive line. um, The Williams wall up front and they added Brett Favre to a good 10-6 and 6 team without a quarterback. They added sure. Brett Favre to it, and then they became a team that should have won the Super Bowl if not for Brett Favre throwing an interception. Yeah. So I guess like this is all a long-winded way of saying if they had a top-10 quarterback, we wouldn't be talking about hot seat over here, hot seat over there. Um, the attention would turn to why don't they have a top ten quarterback? And my answer is twofold. Rick Spielman's had a hard time finding one, but also like the, there's only 50, there's only fifteen or twenty guys in the world that are franchise caliber quarterbacks to begin with. Sure. And so a third of the league, is constantly looking for the next thing, right? They're yeah. like constantly grasping for a Kirk Cousins in free agency or a Gardner Minshew, just hoping that they can emerge into the top 10, 12, or 15 mix. And that's but, kind of where the, like, the, that's where the Vikings have been forever in that But same to boat. counter that,
1: just because you've been there forever and these guys have proven that they, they can't do it. I mean, Spielman's proven he can't find one and, and Zim can't coach one. So at that point, you have to find someone that will do those things. That's the the counter to that argument. Like, yeah, there are only so many, but the Vikings have to find one or they're not going to get there. And you, I don't think you can trust this front office to go find you one. And I don't know that you can trust Zim to coach one either. What else we got, AJ?
2: Uh, how about Dan Bailey? Four for four today. I think he's like seven for eight on the season. He doinked one in, too.
0: Not bad. Dan Bailey, a uh, lot of angst, consternation. You had a kicking battle. You even wasted a fifth-round pick. What's, uh, what's Corey Vedvik up to these days? Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's waiting for a phone call. Although, he might get a phone call because didn't someone miss five field goals today? Uh, Tennessee, yeah.
2: T- yeah, Titans guy. Missed five, Oof. all five today.
0: By the way, since we're talking quarterbacks and former Vikings... Teddy Bridgewater today lit it up. Was outstanding. He threw multiple. I think he had 300 plus yards and four touchdowns, and uh, that would make him now three and zero taking over for Drew Brees as uh, the Saint. Yeah, they they held on to win 31 24 over Tampa Bay. Uh, Bridgewater was 26 of 34 for 314 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. And I know that people are very much split in this town on Teddy Bridgewater. If you look at his fantasy numbers, eh, not a lot of touchdowns, right? He was just kind of like check down Teddy. But if you look at wins and losses, and you look at 3-0 with the Saints, and now he put up some actual big fantasy numbers today, too. He's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I don't think it's particularly close He's right a better now. quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I don't think it's all that close right now, Phil. Yeah, just I really saying. don't. I'm just saying. Um, you know, a couple other things, too, just observations off this game. Dalvin Cook... In that that game against the Bears, the Bears clearly went in and said, Kirk Cousins is going to be the one to beat us today. It's not going to be Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, and so Dalvin Cook took advantage, I think, starting in the second quarter with the Vikings' pass-heavy approach. They did it the other way around to get him the 100-plus yards compared to the first couple weeks. Things that we either learned or validated again today. I just think, I don't know if I would take a running back over him right now. Just catching passes out of the backfield. The, the, the
1: catching passes out of the backfield I thought was big for him today. He had six grabs, 86 yards. He oh was targeted gosh. six times, caught all six of them. He was awesome in that aspect. I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get from him in terms of running the ball. And so that's why his you know 21 carries for 132 yards looks great, but like, I'm not... Blown away or overly impressed with it now because it's it's become a bit of an expectation. But the damage he did through the air, I think, was more impressive yeah. for me.
0: AJ, uh,
2: looking down the road, maybe past the Mike Zimmer era with the Vikings.
0: I love how we've like fired Mike Zimmer here. You guys, you guys have fired Mike Zimmer, and they just beat the Giants by two touchdowns. I
2: have been through so many <laughs> coach
1: firings in my career, Phil. This is all I do. I am the grim reaper for coaches.
0: Don't, don't project your Cleveland upbringings on us. It wasn't right
1: even now. that. Jason Kidd got fired in Milwaukee as soon as
2: I was there. <laughs> um, people want to know if maybe Lincoln Riley could be a good fit as the bench boss for the Vikings. As a head coach? I mean I'm not what, what, firing what,
0: what? I'm not firing Mike Zimmer yet. It's a good question, but like I'm not I'm not firing Mike Zimmer yet. And I so Lincoln Riley dumb questions. Do you have any NFL experience? Um not to my knowledge.
1: I can pull it up. Um I mean I'm just like I also don't think Lincoln Riley is coming to the Vikings to coach Kirk Cousins. Like if Lincoln, if Lincoln Riley oh, yeah. is coming to the Vikings or any other franchise for that matter, I think that he would be He's there's going to be a new quarterback in town. I also think that if he were going to go to the NFL, it would have been last year because I think that he would have wanted to go to the NFL to coach one of his guys. He could have gone to the NFL in Cleveland and coach Baker or he could have gone to Arizona and have Kyler. But he passed on those opportunities. I don't know if he was offered those opportunities or how serious interest was from either one of those programs, but he didn't even try. And I think if he were going to go to the NFL, those would have been the perfect scenarios for him.
0: Uh, how old is Lincoln Riley? 36. So this is another thing, too, just to keep in mind. you got to be really careful about it, – it it's a combination for Lincoln Riley of youth and college, and you're walking into an NFL locker room. This is where Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury might be an amazingly bright offensive mind, but it's about leading a group of people first and foremost. Yeah. And if they don't think you have credibility because you've never coached in the NFL or – but wait a second, dude. You coached at Texas Tech and you got blown out by every big opponent that you played. Like, why should I trust in you? It's because right?
1: you know Sean McVay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cliff Kingsbury, though. He got his first win. First win today.
0: Official. All right. 26 23.
1: The Cardinals beat the
0: Bengals in Cincinnati. Big day for Cliff Kingsbury. Uh Bears vent line is going to be amazing, by the way. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and probably even on Vikings Vent Line tomorrow. Uh cheap plug. You can find Vikings Vent line Monday through Friday with Danny Cunningham and Judd Zolgad ten AM to noon on AM fifteen hundred live dot dot com and the Scornorth Mobile app on Mondays and then eleven A. M. to noon on the other days. And uh yeah. And if the Packers lose to the to the Dallas Cowboys, Our we're gonna Bill have Mi- double double Bill, Mi- Bill
1: Michaels could have a uh, could be an Alzheimer from
0: Bill. Are we gonna get a Bill Michaels uh Aaron Rodgers paperweight reference at some point this season? Hundred seventy million dollar paperweight. I don't think we ever will No get Bill one of them. bring it back, Bill. Don't Bill. do it. Don't no, do Bill. it, Bill. Come on, Bill.
1: <laughs> All right, go ahead, AJ. That was one of the best things ever.
2: Um, Matt on Facebook wants to know how many QBs, and I'm going to work in their form, like consistent starting QBs right now for teams and so on, maybe not like Colt McCoy today for, the, for Washington, but how many QBs yeah, would you legitimately stinks. take over <laughs> or uh, take Kirk Cousins over? Like, is there anybody that you're going to pass on to have Kirk I'm Cousins list, rather yeah. than?
0: I'm going to pull up a list. Uh, that's a great question. Um, so you're saying that how many would we? How many quarterbacks would we take? Kirk Cousins over?
2: Yep. So would you like? Okay. Obviously, I think you're going to take him over Colt McCoy. I then. think
1: Kirk Cousins is third in this division for me. I would take him instead of Mitch Trubisky. I think Mitch Trubisky stinks.
0: I agree. Um, I 100% agree with that assessment. And the, so it's Roger Stafford, Cousins, Trubisky. Yes, right? that's
1: where I'm at in the NFC North. So All right, l- third, let me throw some names at there. you.
0: I've got a list right now. Of uh, I've got I've got a quarterback list of guys who've started here. I'm just going to start it by QB. I'm just going to throw some names at you in either or, okay? Right now, and sh- should we say right now for the next year and a half because that's the length for of the Kirk duration Cousins's of contract. Contract, sure. Okay. Daniel Jones. I would take Daniel Jones. Just I think that that kid's going to be good. But for the next only for the next year and a half. I mean, I'm taking Kirk Cousins for the next year and a half. I don't know. If it's the next five years, I'll gamble with Daniel Jones. I don't know. I might take Daniel Jones for the next year and a half too. How about Lamar Jackson?
1: I would take Kirk Cousins. I don't think Lamar Jackson can throw very well. I think, and I told this to A.J. earlier today, the Baltimore Ravens right now are like playing the NFL's version of a service academy, where if you are in front of them by 10 points, you have that game won. They just they can't keep up with you because they're going to run the ball. I don't think Lamar Jackson's very accurate as a passer. I
0: would take Kirk Cousins over him. See, I would take Lamar Jackson, but here's my, here's my asterisk. I, I guess a question to the question, A.J., do I get the salary cap space that I that I gain by having Lamar Jackson to pump into something else? Do I get to use those resources to pump them into something else? Because yeah. if that's the case, I'd take Daniel Jones. You do, yes. You get the whole situation. Then i take Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. I still think I'd take Kirk Cousins over Lamar Jackson, but I'd take Daniel
1: Jones over both of them.
2: I'm with Phil on this one. Daniel Jones, I think, get. I mean, there's nothing really flashy other than Saquon Barkley, and he didn't even have him today for the Giants offense. With Minnesota, I think he's throwing like, dimes, not to be that guy, but he's oh, throwing dimes. Oh, you're that guy. And then Lamar Jackson in this offense, you could have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All imagine
1: me, how much better the New York Giants would be with like just a stud wide receiver.
2: I can't recall one, though, in, no, in recent I mean, years, though. No, just
0: no, crazy, if crazy, if it's It's been one. a while since they've had one, right? If they had one. <sighs> uh, all right, what about Joe Flacco? 34-year-old Joe Flacco. A year and a half of Flacco or a year and a half of Cousins? I'll take Cousins. Joe Flacco sucks.
1: What's, what's Flacco's contract? I, that's my deciding uh, factor. Isn't it like
0: $15 million, $18 million,
1: something like that? How much more space are you getting there? Because that might be worth it. They are very comparable quarterbacks right
0: now, Phil. Andy Dalton. Cousins makes more than Andy Dalton. I know. I was I'll thinking take about that. I think I would take Cousins, Cousins <laughs> over Dalton. <laughs> Andy Dalton.
1: Uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis has been really good this year. He's he been, was pretty bad today. But he's had a good year so far. Um, Eat those W's. He No, he eats W's. Um, he's going to be a free agent after this year, though. So his contract situation is very much so up in the air. Jimmy Garoppolo. I would take Jimmy G. I'm not a Jimmy G believer, but I would take him over Kirk Cousins.
0: I'll still take Cousins. I need, I need to see more out of Jimmy G. I think i I'm, I'm a long-term Jimmy G believer, but would you believe that he's already 28 years old, too? So they're almost yeah, the I same would. age. I would.
1: He's not that good.
0: Um, what about uh, Jacoby Brissett? Would you take Cousins or Jacoby Brissett? Again, you get the money difference too. I might next take, year and a half.
1: I might take Brissett. I'll take Cousins. I don't know, man. That money difference, because a lot of these guys are really close, or or in fact tied with what Kirk Cousins is as far as talent level and ability right now. But the money difference is going
0: to change things for me. How about? Uh, oh, this is this is a fun game. This is great. I'll I'll give you two more, and then we'll move on. Marcus Mariota. I'm good to do all the quarterbacks. Like, just... I'll take Kirk Cousins over Marcus Mariota. Yeah, me, me too. Marcus Mariota is not very good. Case Keenum. Mark uh, Kirk. C- Oof.
2: Props oh. to you for saving him last. <laughs> I'll what, take Kirk Cousins what's over what's
0: Case Case, making? Keenum. Case Keenum so bad. 18 million dollars. Yeah, I'd take Kirk. Okay, so Case... you saved ten. I mean, that, this is it's funny because this is exactly what the Vikings were doing behind closed doors a year and a half ago too. All right, okay, but you say C- Case Keenum or Kirk Cousins. You didn't say Teddy Bridgewater. Because I think I know the answer. I'd we take both Teddy. take Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. and I think I think about half the people watching and listening would take Teddy Bridgewater. Would you
1: take Josh Allen?
0: I got to be honest. I have, I have not seen enough of him to make a judgment on that. I've only seen highlights of him, so I would I would I would just be going off his numbers. What about Josh Rosen? Kirk Cousins. I don't know. For the next year and a half, Kirk Cousins. I don't. If know. If you're asking me for the next five years, Josh Rosen. But, about, but but specifically, we said year and a half. So I'm going Kirk Cousins the next year and a half because I think they can win a Super Bowl with the right guy. Next I might year go Josh half. Rosen.
2: How about Sam Darnold right now with the mono? <laughs>
0: um, I think Darnold's got some game. But again, Kirk Cousins is better than Sam Darnold for the next year and a half. I'm not. Would I want Sam Darnold, Darnold for the next five or ten years. Absolutely. I'm not a Sam
1: Darnold believer. Darnold threw way too many picks at USC. He, he turned did? the ball over all the time. And from my experience watching football, when you go from playing Power 5 football, which is really difficult to do, to playing at the highest level in the world, your accuracy doesn't tend to improve. You don't take care of the ball much better. So for that reason, I'm out on I'm out, I'm out on Josh Allen too, but I'm out on
0: Sam Darnold. Okay, one, one more. Gardner Minshew. Gar- give me Gardner. I I'll take Gardner, too. Deal. Sorry, Kirk, man. I'm taking Gardner Minshew.
1: And the mustache that comes with them? <laughs> you can't pass on that.
0: I think... Did you guys see the Uncle Rico skit that they did yes, on ESPN? it was amazing. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Right, let's do a couple more here, AJ. Uh,
2: Cody, and I mean, this is a couple people's gripes, but uh, Cody's the most recent one I saw. Just the discipline on... Just in general, when it comes to penalties, do you think how much do they need to tone that down in order to maybe not affect win or, winning or losing at least over the next two weeks against uh, the Eagles and who is it, the Lions?
0: Yeah, it's become a huge problem. I, I think the Vikings are one of the most penalized teams in the NFL so far this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is uh, they've they've killed drives. You know, they've had pass interference issues. The pass interference stuff. When you're as aggressive defensively as the Vikings are, I can I can live with some of that stuff. It's going to happen but um it's really annoying when you see some of the i think the the two the two most annoying things to me offensively are uh Kirk Cousins has been charged with i believe 7 fumbles already this season the vikings are one of the most fumble prone teams in the nfl you had the dalvin cook fumble that, that they turned into a safety but dalvin cook fumbles on the doorstep of the goal line today and the penalties if they if they could stop fumbling and they could cut back on the penalties they probably would even have another win by now this
1: yeah. season. yeah yeah, they they might, and the penalties are a big issue. You can you cannot afford to have double digit penalties, which I don't know what they had today, but it feels like each and every week they're around ten penalties, and and that's just it's far too many. So today for for penalties they had twelve penalties for one hundred twelve yards. That is that is the right that's going to lose you a game against a team that you should
0: beat. Yeah, on the season so far, I'm actually shocked by this. Uh, there have been eleven teams penalized more than the Vikings well two of those actually it's nine because two of those played an extra game on Thursday night so heading into today the Vikings were the ninth most penalized team or the 10th most penalized team in the NFL and then today I'm sure they moved up those rankings yeah
2: what do you guys think is the biggest thing that needs to be fixed for the next two weeks against pretty good teams in the Eagles and the Lions I don't
1: know that there's anything that needs to be fixed we just need number eight to show up that's, yeah, it's that's those big what games, it is man. for me.
0: It's, it's, it's winning teams. It's like, the, the things to watch the rest of the year. It, obviously, their their pass blocking needs to always get better. Yeah, And, you know, from a schematic standpoint, I'd like to see, you'd like to see Irv Smith Jr. get some more run. You know, Xavier Rhodes doesn't look like this. There's all these things. But the biggest thing for them the next three months is Kirk Cousins against winning teams, Kirk Cousins in primetime, and Kirk Cousins against the Packers and the Bears. Mm-hmm. If he becomes, no one's asking him to be Tom Brady, but you just can't be Christian Ponder in those games. But period. here we are, period.
2: Uh, Christian wants to know. Going back to the oh, officiating, wow. Christian
0: sneaking in there. What's up, yeah, Christian? Christian Ponder in the house? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, do you think the the officials just in general are just calling more penalties this year, or do you think it's the Vikings actually being that more prone to you know breaking the rules?
1: I do think that the officials have had a have been a little flag happy this year, but it. it I mean. They can be flag-happy all they want. You can't commit 12 penalties when the Giants only commit five. Like it, it, It's not being called unfairly for for either one way or the other. It's being called fairly. The Vikings are just not disciplined right now.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I don't know, I, I, somebody could fact-check this and actually go look at the data, but it always feels like the last five or ten years, they throw more flags in September and early October with yeah. their points of emphasis. All right, this is the year that we're going to crack down on defensive holding or whatever it may be roughing the passer roughing the passer and it gave the Vikings thing. a tie last year <laughs> right um, but I don't know I I think I think the NFL does have a, a penalty problem sometimes where officials think they see something so they err on the side of throwing a penalty flag like yeah. only if it's obvious should you throw a penalty flag and eventually, we're going to be reviewing all these anyways. And I don't know how I feel about it. I do think if you're going to review pass interference, you should be able to review face masks and 15-yard penalties. Because there's a lot of stuff week to week that gets called where an official thinks he sees a face mask or an official thinks he sees uh, mm-hmm. something or you know, whatever. And it's it's not there. So, yeah. How about one more, AJ?
2: What do you guys think uh, of the, I guess, the almost coming out party for Adam Thielen?
1: Yeah, this was one of his best games of his career. I mean, he got the bump from being on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I think that Stefan Diggs should come on uh, Purple Daily if he wants a podcast bump.
0: <laughs> dude, you can't you can't apologize to Adam Thielen and have national headlines make their way around for seventy two hours and not give that dude a career day, right? Mm-hmm. Like have you to. can't like you have to give him two touchdowns and whatever it was, eight catches and a hundred plus yards, or uh you're gonna be you're gonna be in trouble behind the scenes. Yep. So Alright, thank you all for watching and thank you all for listening. This has been Vikings Ventline post-game edition, uh, week 5. Vikings are 3-2. and two. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Danny Cunningham. That's AJ Fredrickson, who's been throwing out questions the whole time. And uh, if you're not already subscribed, you can find Vikings Ventline six days a week during the season, including Monday through Friday. And you can subscribe to it anywhere you find podcasts. The Scorn mobile app is a great place to find all of our live content and on demand. And by the way, uh, we had a record number of of online streamers in in uh, the month of September. So thanks to all of you who've been watching us and listening to us. It's been a fun ride here for the first uh, eight or nine months at Score North. And uh, again, Vikings vent line anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple. Give it a five star review. Or if you hate us, I don't know, give us a one star review. Whatever, that's cool. Either way, we can uh, we can take it. We can take it. We'll see you guys. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock for Vikings Vent Line with Danny Cunningham and Judd Zolgad fresh off the plane from uh, his New York trip. See ya.